Justin, my dude, what's going on? What up, Steve? Hey, happy, uh, happy Thursday. Happy, happy Thursday. Christmas. I was gonna say Merry Christmas, dude. Uh, happy yeah. New Year. It's uh, that time of year. Thursday is basically a holiday, right? Because it's the day before Friday and Friday is a holiday. So maybe not as cool as Christmas, but you know, yeah, true. It's not technically a holiday today, but I guess if you want to real, really break down the nitty gritty, it's Christmas Eve, 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 Eve tonight. So <laughs> there you go. No. Merry Christmas, Eve, 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 everybody. Merry Christmas and Merry uh, episode 50, Steve. Oh, we yes. That's a real celebration. We can retire, 50. basically. Well, we're not going to do that because we got thousands more episodes left in us. Oh, but yeah. It's 50. Dude, I didn't know we'd make it this far, to be honest. Uh, I have a feeling that I am going to be surprised when I make it to 50 years old also with that same That's mentality true. that like I just didn't think I would make it that far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hey, here we are. Hopefully... When I hit 50 years old, I have more people tuned into my life than people tuned into this podcast. But hey, that's true. <laughs> hey, we had we do it six for people, us, not for them. Okay, right? we had six people that had us as their number one podcast for 2023, according to uh, Wrapped for podcasters. But Steve, we've avoided uh, this today, who has been sitting very patiently, <laughs> sitting and uh, waiting for us to finally stop blabbering on. Steve, who's joining us today? It's our special guest. Our dad, John Vampatella. John, Woo! welcome to the show. Wow, you just called me John. Yeah, using the government <laughs> name, John Philip. Yeah, welcome Father to the show, hey, boys. It is great to be on your show. I'm so excited. Woo! Yeah, we were like a long time ago, and it kind of just fell through a couple times because mm-hmm. it's one of those things. You know, when you make plans to like hang out with somebody, and you say, "Oh, mm-hmm. we'll make it soon," and then it never ends up happening. That's kind of what it was. So we'll we'll take the blame for that one, but. We're like, we got to make it a big deal for number 50. So who better than uh, the radio legend himself, author extraordinaire, <laughs> and uh, the guy that probably is a big part of the the show. And we are excited to, uh, to have your input because today we're talking about something very, very important to us and something that we probably should have done a while ago, but we are talking about our top five of all time forever. Time, 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 time. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to share a top five movies if you feel the need to give a, a reasoning for why you picked them or like what your rationale for your list as a whole was, uh, feel free to do so. And uh, if anyone has any thoughts they want to give before we jump into it, great. Otherwise, uh, Steve, feel free to so, kick So I, I actually do want to ask a question. So when yeah. I was putting this together, mm-hmm. it was extraordinarily different. I don't know if you guys found it hard, but you know, there's so many different kinds of movies. I actually came up with a list of 21 that made my made my, I don't want to say final list, but that was, I called every movie I've ever seen down into 21. And then from there, yeah. I had to decide, you know, how many were going to be, or not many were going to be in the top five. Obviously, five <laughs> were going to be in the top five. But which the of math which was of the very five, difficult there. <laughs> I know. Hey, I, you know, it's been a long time since I've taken a math class. Anyway, uh, so I found it difficult. But so we're not talking about necessarily the movies that we think are the best just our top five, right? The just the ones that we like. Okay, that's important distinction because I'm quite sure that my top five isn't necessarily critically acclaimed. What somebody might consider to you know a great. It's it's purely subjective enjoyment for me. Yeah, Dad, is this your way of telling us you put Sharknado one through five as your top five? Uh, sky so high, respect. sky high, is Honestly, right there. That was on my short list, but. everybody knows sharknado's only good one two four five and six and seven three is where it falls off but they get right they really lost the plot on that one come on you should jump the shark on that one but 
Uh, they should come up with a prequel to Sharknado. They should. Just explain why. I mean, I guess they tried to explain no, it. No, that would ruin the magic. Anyway, we're waffling. This is why people yell at you um, <laughs> in your own house for taking too long on this podcast. Anyways, I'm going to get us started here. And I will say, uh, Justin, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, it is nice to have Dad on here because a lot of these, I mean, pretty much, you know, our whole uh, taste in media growing up was influenced heavily, if not directly controlled by mom and dad. So uh, take that for as much salt as you want it. Um, but I'm going to start us off here. My number five favorite movie of all time is actually a pretty recent movie. Um, this is Belfast. And I have talked to both mm. of you about this movie uh, before at varying varying degrees of length. Um, and I just love this movie, man. Uh, if, if people out there are not sure what I am talking about because it wasn't like a big blockbuster, uh, Belfast is a historical like reimagining or retelling um, from director producer Kenneth Branagh of his own experience growing up in Northern Ireland during um, like the Irish Civil War between Protestants and Catholics. It's a heartfelt story with a lot of emotion, a lot of uh, just fine craftsmanship and love goes into this film. You can really tell that Branagh is bent on telling his own story. And it this movie just makes me feel a lot of things. It's paced perfectly and all the acting is done phenomenally. I could go on about this movie, but we got a lot more to get through. So I'm going to say Belfast confidently at my number five. Yeah. Wow, I uh, have not seen that one, and I know you've talked about it very highly. Should I don't really have a reason why I haven't. I know you're just holding it over me because I don't listen to the music that you recommend me. So you're going to watch some Every time I I send this guy an album or a song and I'm like, yo, you should check this out. You would really like it. This is in your best interest for you to listen to. You'll be a happier person as a result. He just doesn't even respond. He just ignores me. So I haven't given up. I still send him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's me. So, I'm, I'm a what kind, of, what kind of brother is that? That's, That's what I'm saying. I've kept him in his place. He's got to know that not everything he sends me is gold. Okay. <laughs> well, you don't know humble, if you right? didn't listen to it. I got to keep him humble. It. it doesn't matter. It's the principle. You can dislike it, but you got to at least do it, man. But whatever. I'm over it. I'm all good. If you get another one tomorrow, you know. All right. Hey, it's not your turn. Dad, what's your what's your number five movie of all time? Um. Okay. I thought Justin was going second, but I'll go second. Um, I was. I'm gonna. I'm. No. I'm gonna sneak in. I'm gonna sneak in my number six and tell you the one that just missed the cut. So I'm violating. I'm sure all podcast. Pro- uh, and number six for me is Top Gun Maverick. I loved that movie. It was. It was so much fun on every level. And obviously for me, there's an added layer of personal investment in that given that obviously as you know your grandfather my my father was a navy fighter pilot who has a plaque at top gun the three of us have been to top gun we've seen his plaque i saw him speak there to a graduating class a couple of years ago so you know when we talk about top gun and navy fighter pilots and naval aviators it's right in my wheelhouse and so uh everything about that movie was fun there was just the perfect amount of recall to the original but a lot of new stuff the mm-hmm. the Blight scenes were amazing. Anyway, but that's not my top five. That's number six. My number five is a movie that you guys are going to love or not be surprised at. But that Thing You Do. Nice. Just, just an all-timer. Let's go. And, and and what what I loved about this movie is how much you guys got to see it as young kids. And for our many, many listeners out there, last year for Christmas, one of the things I did was I, I digitized a bunch of our home videos from when these guys were young and we just have some great video of Steven and Justin 
quoting that thing you do line by line, singing the songs. Just an incredible movie. Tom Hanks is in it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a, not a very well-known movie, I don't think, uh, by by most people's standards, but it is an unbelievably fun hour and a half investment of your life. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. Can you just give I a love brief that synopsis? Pick. Love it. I love well, that. Can you just give a brief synopsis for people who haven't? Uh, sure, sure. So that, that thing you do is, a, is about a 1960s garage band from Erie, Pennsylvania, who, through a series of circumstances, come up with a hit song. And uh, they get picked up by a label, a, a makeup label called uh, Playtone. And Tom Hanks is um, a makeup label. Why are you looking? No, it, it's a made up label. It's a, oh, it's a fake I, label. Like, they got <laughs> no, so much it, yeah. it, It's a made up. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not Sony Records. It's a. It's Correct. a yeah, made yeah. up label. Playtone's um, fictional. Playtone, yes. yeah, fictional. That's a much better word. <clears throat> and so, anyway, it's a story of their rise to stardom and their kind of their collapse. And um, but it's just a really fun. The music in it, it really and is. it's funny. It's fun. It's just a. It's just a a ton of fun. You know, I go to see a movie to get enjoyment and. Very few movies in my life have given me as much enjoyment over a long period of time as that thing. Yeah, it's definitely cool having like the father angle to it, like getting to see us enjoy it probably affects your enjoyment of it significantly. So I'm like, whenever I have kids, I don't know how that's going to hit, but I imagine some of their favorite things will probably be some of mine as well. Yep. yep Hopefully sure. they have good taste like we have. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh, I think about that sometimes. If my kids are like bad at sports, like completely unathletic or like have terrible taste in hobbies i'm just i don't know what to do i'm gonna just give yeah. them up for adoption i think makes sense that's all you have to figure anyway. completely control everything they do and you don't have yeah. to worry about that exactly um uh justin what's your number five yeah so i'm glad dad uh you know what no i'm not gonna give an honorable mention i will say that there were i was really picking between my top nine was impossible and i'm to be sure not quite convinced on this number five uh, but it won't be that surprising to a lot of people. This is going to be Avengers Infinity War. And I think this one was, I, lo I love this movie to death. Okay. This is easily the best movie in the MCU, in my opinion. And the MCU has obviously been the biggest franchise of the last decade and a half and probably will look be looked back as the most influential film franchise of all time, almost certainly. And be due to that and just like the legacy that this movie is going to leave, it edged into my top five looking at some of the ones below it i'm like i can't believe i left them out um but i just i couldn't not have this in my top five this was the greatest theater experience i've ever had or probably ever will have realistically endgame was was close and parts of endgame might have topped it but that was the only one that really comes close to this and just the fact that it pulled together everything that came before it in such a awesome fulfilling and like clean way like they fit so many characters in this and it seemed like they all got their moment and their screen time while still making the villain the center of it especially after decades or i guess not multiple decades but years and years of people complaining that the mcu has weak villains which it still does and has returned to having mostly weak villains after thanos um this is just an achievement of cinema and it's not like high art or anything like that but just an achievement of like putting this all together and making it work that will never be matched and could never be matched and uh just so much fun and i'll go back and watch this anytime and so this movie like i know it's not critically the best movie i know it's like there are technically probably better movies but in terms of just pure enjoyment like i couldn't not have an mcu movie on here and obviously infinity war is going to be the one so i'm so glad that i was in college at a time in my life when i got to just go and see it on opening night and it's it's amazing. So I'm glad I wasn't born like 20 years later because 
that would have been rough. So in Avengers Infinity War is my number five. Nice. Uh, can't say I'm surprised to see that on there. I will have more to say about that later. Um, but I'll just get right into my number four here. And Dad, I don't know if you saw my reaction when you said you're number five, but I was elated because that thing you do is my number four movie of all time. Sweet, sweet. This movie is so good. You Dang. massively undersold it, and all you did was give it praise. It's so good. I don't know how this movie flies under the radar the way it does. It had a big cast for 95 when it came out, like Liv Tyler, Steve Zahn, Tom Hanks, big names, uh, not like then and later. Steve Zahn, not as much, but obviously Tom Hanks and Liv Tyler are like huge stars. Um, and Tom Hanks, everybody knows he has great movies up and down his career. And whenever I ask people if they've seen or heard of that thing you do, they're like, huh, what is that? Now, whenever that happens, I then have to take time out of my life to introduce these people to the wonder that is, or to the Oneater that is that thing you do, actually. <laughs> and not one friends. single person that I've shown this movie to has had any reaction other than that was incredible. Like everybody that I've shown this movie to loves it. We quote it back and forth to each other to this day. And the songs still are on my playlist. Mm-hmm. I mean, what more can you say about a movie that you've seen for 20 years that sticks with you like that? I mean, it's great. That already I'm, mentioned I'm with the, you. You know, the, yep. the videos of us, you know, Justin, when we were younger, singing the songs. And then we had to be in like three and four years old. Mm-hmm. And the movie just left such an impression on us that I, I still love it so much all these years later and i 100 percent sit down and watch this at least once a year it's awesome yeah. i love that thing yeah. you do this movie yeah. is phenomenal yeah yep it's it's a it's an all-timer for sure and like it's it really is amazing that like people have seen everything tom hanks has done but almost nobody has seen this movie and i don't get it at all i don't know why when if you're if you search tom hanks hey what, what else has he made and this pops up why you wouldn't just immediately check it out it was so much fun and the the soundtrack is incredible and they're it's all so good. they're all songs they're... made for the movie like yeah. the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy is off the charts awesome but those are all normal rock and roll songs from the 70s and right it's not an original and, soundtrack right exactly and uh and but that thing you do is everything was made for the movie so but it's all great mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's just an awesome movie yeah it's it's so good so yeah. i i got to say i'm surprised that it uh it it didn't get a little bit higher on your list, but uh, what do you have at number four, Dad? Number four for me uh, is A Few Good Men. Loved that movie. Uh, super intense. You talk about a star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all begins with Kevin Bacon, and then it goes to Demi Moore and Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, and Nicholson just gave, what's the, what would be the, the, the phrase, a tour de force performance in mm-hmm. that movie. That's almost uh, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's on screen for like 11 minutes and won an Oscar for that movie. Yeah, he's just incredible. The courtroom scene, the interaction with him and Tom Cruise is one of the best scenes ever filmed in, in movie history. It's so intense. It's, uh yeah, everything about that movie is incredible. Um, and I, I love a good courtroom drama. You know, I thought about this one versus my cousin Vinny. And I love my cousin Vinny too, but this one is a whole other level. Great movie. So, yep, number four. Yeah, nice. That's one of the I, movies. That's a great choice. Yeah, that's one of those movies that's so iconic and so good and like entrenched in the culture that everybody knows quotes from that movie, even if you haven't seen it. And you might not even know that it's from that, but literally everybody can like quote, you know, you can't handle the truth and stuff like that. And just, oh, that movie's, that movie's great. So, um, yeah, 
uh, I'll guess I'll hop on to my number four. And my number four, there are some movies that just like the nostalgia take you back to a time in your life when you were just a kid and life was awesome and stuff might have gone bad, but who cares? My number four is The Sandlot. And this movie is an all-time American classic. It's about this team of like backyard kids playing baseball. But if you don't like baseball, doesn't matter. If you don't know anything about baseball, doesn't matter. Like baseball is the backdrop, but this movie is about just these like middle school kids hanging out, getting in trouble, doing stupid stuff, and like having a summer of adventure and freedom. And it's like the most Americana, idyllic, you know, type of childhood you can imagine. And every time I watch this movie, I'm like, dang, this brings me back. Like, that wasn't even what our life was like, really. Like, they're no, just, not at all. <laughs> you know, they're just like walking to each other's house. And we're like, we live in a cul-de-sac. And to get to anyone's house, you got to drive 10 minutes. And like, you know, they're chewing tobacco and throwing up. And th- th- it's like, there's so many wild scenes in it. But there's so many iconic quotes from it. And so much just like, oh, they hit the baseball over the wall. Oh, the Babe Ruth signed baseball over the wall oh crap, we're in so much trouble. It's my dad's prized possession. Now we got to do whatever we can do to get it back. And just like all this hilarious stuff that like everybody can relate to something in the movie, whether you're an adult, a kid, whether you again are into baseball or not. And this movie just hits all the right spots. Every time I watch it, I'm like, man, I should watch this more often. So my number four is The Sandlot. I love that. I love that call. And for me, it's um, it was much more like my upbringing. Because my friends and I, we would play baseball out in the yard all the time. We didn't have a sandlot per se, but it was much more common for us to get our friends together and do stuff like that. Uh, you know, we would live far enough apart in the little town that I grew up in uh, where you really had to kind of ride bikes to get to each other's house. But we did that all the time. Um, right across the street, we had the school that, uh, that I preschool. And uh, that, was, that was actually one of my honorable uh, I can't quote it like you guys can, but I just... I just Love the movie. Everything brought back childhood memories of Little League and just kid friendships. It was, it was, yeah. that's a great call, Justin. The scene with Squints in the pool is just an oh, all iconic. iconic scene. Like, oh, I don't know if there's many, I don't know if I can count more movie scenes on my hands that are so much than that one. So I don't know. Yeah, that was, I nice. love that movie to death. I mean, man, I, I like the say a lot a lot. I'm, I wouldn't put it anywhere near my top like 50. I'm surprised you guys have it in your top five. Uh, but hey, I'm not gonna hate at all. That's this is a very subjective list, and I'm about well, to not, cheat not, on the it, next two. It's not anyways, in my so. top five. It's it's in my honorable mention. Just to okay, be clear. honorable mentions. Whatever you're debating, putting in top five. No one even saw uh, your number five, Steve. Okay, my yeah. number five was up for best picture and best director and best cinematography. So it was a movie about a person falling in love with a fish a few years ago. So yeah, that doesn't actually, mean yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, dad did make the point earlier that we are not going to be picking, you know, necessarily the best like highest quality overall movies like on a technical standard, you know, Oscar awards are going to be announced or at least the nominees are going to be announced soon for uh 2024, but this is completely subjective and because it's subjective, I can do whatever I want. And so in number three, I am sort of giving your answer, Justin. I'm saying Infinity War, but I'm saying the Infinity War Endgame double team. You can't watch one without the other, in my opinion. Every time one's on TV, I immediately stop whatever I'm like, whatever channel surfing, and I just turn it on. Of course, then I like hit a commercial. I'm like, why am I watching this? And I just change over to Disney Plus and I just watch it commercial free. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. I agree with everything you said about Infinity War. And 
I think that watching Endgame together, even though that's a lot of movie at the same time, it just it just works as one big movie, honestly. Um, if you just view the end of Infinity War as like an intermission when all your heroes get snapped and you wonder what's going to happen. Um, and then, man, just like, I know Endgame is not, if I had to rank them individually, Endgame would not be my top five. I think Infinity War still would be. But I mean, dude, talk about ending a saga on the right note. They had one chance to stick the landing for the Infinity War Endgame back to back. I know there was a couple others in there, but basically these back to back Avengers movies. They had to nail it to to stick the landing for 10, 11 years of build up to that point. And they did it perfectly. I know there's maybe a little bit of nitpick here and there about like Endgame and probably Infinity War 2 if you really want to get down to it. But to me, I will never have another feeling in my life like being at the theater opening night for Endgame and watching Captain America pick up the hammer. I'm literally the hairs on my arm. I'm not even watching it. I'm I'm just explaining the scene and the hairs on my arm are standing <laughs> up because I can visualize it in my head and the music and the sounds from the crowd when the, the hammer whacks Thanos and then goes flying back and it, the heroic music plays as Steve catches it and Thor's like, mm-hmm. I knew it. And then he just whoops that purple ass for like five minutes. Oh my gosh, dude, there is uh, talk about scenes that are cool. Okay. Sandlot scene is fine. Okay. Captain America beating up on Thanos with Mjolnir is miles ahead of the Sandlot. It's not even in the same stratosphere. Okay. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen in a movie theater. And I just had to put these two at the top uh, together because I can't, I can't separate them on this list. To me, they're peanut butter and jelly. They go together. Great. You may not like one as much as the other, but you can't deny that together. They're just, they're perfect. So infinity yeah. war Endgame. I'm cheating a little bit, but I know we're yeah. all cheating on this list. So that's There's some type three. of buildup that you just can't do in one movie and a decade of waiting and theorizing and stuff. Like people were theorizing about cap picking up the hammer starting with the scene in Ultron, you know, which was four years before, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, you can't, there's no way to build that up outside of a situation like this. And let me, when I, when I tell you, kids are not going to understand, kids going on Disney Plus and watching one and then the other are not going to understand the year wait we had to endure mm-hmm. after the snap before mm-hmm. <laughs> watching Endgame. The catharsis that came with that after the one year long physical wait of like, we didn't even know the name of Endgame until like months after Infinity War. And there was just, yeah, there's there's nothing. Yep. It's kind of like, always kinda hold, like when... uh, you talk about movies that transport you back to a place in, in a moment in time. Endgame does that for me. And so does Infinity War. So that's my number yeah. three. But to your point, it feels like when people binge watch a show and they, they don't appreciate you know, when I was a kid, we certainly didn't have streaming services. And, you know, if there was at the end of one episode of a show, you literally had to wait the next week. And I know there are shows like that that still happen today. But if you watch them in real time, but uh, but if you binge watch them, it's just you, you, you lose out on some of the drama that comes with the wait. And you're totally right about the year wait. There's so much <laughs> anticipation for that for Endgame. It was just like, man, I am so ready to get in this movie theater and see this thing, you know? And, and as the weeks oh, yeah. got closer and closer, it's like, oh man, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I was so excited for Endgame. I know I'm rambling a little bit, so I'll, I'll wrap it up here and then dad, we can get to your number three. I was so excited for Endgame. That was the first movie that I ever put like alerts on for when tickets would go on sale. And as soon as tickets became available, I bought them for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
of opening weekend back to back to back because I knew I was going to go see this movie. <laughs> Several was that was that before you were on the uh, the AMC pass? Yes, no? yes. Okay, so yes. you bought. All I paid <laughs> full price multiple times to watch Infinity War and Endgame. Yes, it was well worth it. I imagine a hundred percent worth it. Yep. Dad, what do you I got? We all got three? snapped in real life. It was horrible. So, <laughs> all right. My number three is a critically acclaimed movie, one of the greatest films ever made, and is acclaimed as such. And it's The Godfather. It's just a just a an all time great movie. Looking skeptics. Well, I'm call. I'm waiting, but I'm curious if you're going to say part two or not. No, no, no. Just the first one. Just the first. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah, fair. yeah. I'm not going to cheat and and. I certainly would not include. Part well, three. I just think the second one's uh, better. <clears throat> uh, I just thought you would put that one ahead of uh, the first one if you're only going to rank one. But hey, it's your no, list. No, I you think know? I'm. I think I'm just going to go with the first one. The second one's great. Uh, but but I like the original. I like I like Marlon Brando. Um, just an all time. I mean, look at the cast in that movie. Star studded. And <clears throat> you know, kind of like what I mentioned with Top Gun Maverick. This this. <laughs> I'm not saying that my family's mafia, but but it does harken back to my Italian heritage. And, You're also uh, not not and... saying that. <laughs> we just can't say I'm one not, way or the other I'm for not, legal reasons. I'm not not saying it. I'm not saying it, but I'm not not saying it. Exactly. <laughs> but, but the idea of the, uh, you know, just it taps into my Italian-American heritage, you know, I love. And so uh, just, it was just, a, it's a great movie. Definitely, definitely is a commitment to sit down and watch that one because it's not as fast paced as some of the other movies that I, that I really love. It's a totally different tone and feel to it, but it's a, you know, it's an all time. Nice. Yeah. Excellent choice. That's I mean, not, choice. I'm, you're not going to find any criticism of the Godfather from me or Justin. So nope. that's, uh, that's a pretty airtight pick there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's one that I think, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of movies that came out like pre the nineties and that, that came out like this around then. I think it was 76 or 76. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of movies at time that I, 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 I love and I appreciate, but I also feel like I just not growing up with them is a little bit different. Like it doesn't quite hit the same. Um, so, I mean, it's a phenomenal movie, but it like, I don't have like the nostalgia feeling when I watch it, like I, for something like the Sandlot and also my next pick, which I might get some heat for, I might not, I'm oh not boy, quite sure. Oh boy, he's winding us up but here. I'll say, I know I'm, I'm ready for this. Well, Go ahead. well, no, no, it's not like a crazy take. I don't, um, but I will say, I think this is the best animated movie of all time. The only ones that I think would come close, although into the Spider-Verse has come very close, but I didn't want to pick anything from like just the last couple of years. Are you going to say the, Chicken Run? No, no, that movie is phenomenal, though. That gave me nightmares <laughs> as a kid. Hey, Chicken Run no, 2 is coming ones, out, by the way. No, the only two movies that I could think would compete with it would be The Lion King and The Prince of Egypt, which are both phenomenal all-time movies. And I, But this movie is The Incredibles. And this might be a hot take for saying this is like one of the best, if not the best animated movie of all time. In my opinion, it's the best anime of all time. Again, Prince of Egypt and Lion King, close second and third. But this movie is everything this movie is like no matter what age you watch this movie you're gonna find something amazing about it and this was like peak pixar at its peak creative i don't creative output uh it was the first movie they did that like focused on humans which was crazy when i went i didn't realize that until i went back and and was looking through pixar films and this movie for me is easily the best pixar movie um and pixar is at least in the 2000s and late 90s one of the premier um, studios in general, but especially for animation. And I had to have an animated movie on here. Um, and The Incredibles, there's so many amazing quotes. All of the characters are fantastic. It's got the best villain, like maybe ever. And may- maybe, I mean, not ever, but one of the top like 10 movie villains of all time, in my opinion. <clears throat> they somehow snuck a literal like genocide 
into a kid's movie and got away with it, which is wild. They snuck in so many adult things about like being past your prime and not fitting in the world and uh, like suicide attempts and um, all this like crazy adult stuff that when you watch as a kid goes way over your head. Like Helen thinks that Bob is like literally cheating on her the whole time. And as a kid, you're watching it like, oh, she thinks he's sneaking off to be a superhero. <laughs> Um, and as a kid, all the adult stuff goes way over your head, but the themes in this movie are so deep and so layered and there's like midlife crisis and all this is really heavy adult stuff that you can wrestle with as an adult. Um, even if you haven't like experienced it on your own, the action's amazing. The whole family dynamic is incredible. The way that they all like interact with each other. Um, the scenes with Jack Jack are a lot of fun too. So like this has a top tier villain, top tier, uh, like action and that came out from anything at the time and especially animation wise and like the animation doesn't quite hold up but it's it's leagues beyond like anything else pixar's put out and for me no matter what age you are you're gonna love this movie and yeah i every time i watch it it's just a blast even if i've seen it a million times and it's so quotable too i quote the incredibles probably on a daily basis so um yeah my number three is the incredibles dude incredibles is a is an incredible pick pun intended um Incredibles has been my favorite Pixar movie as well for a really long time. And only just recently in the last couple of years has it any, gotten sort of any competition, in my opinion. Soul was Pixar's best entry in probably a decade. And that one's just close, man. Incredibles is just so good. It's the best also Fantastic Four movie that we've never gotten <laughs> because all the actual Fantastic Four movies are booty. Um, but yeah, Incredibles. Yeah, everything you said, dude, spot on. Like there's something for everybody. Each of the family members is going through their own thing. And because of the way they like characterize each of the family, each of the par family members, like there's something to relate to for everybody. Except, you know, I don't know if there's too many like infants looking at Jack Jack and going, hey, that's me. Uh, I don't know if they've matured enough to coherently express that. Yeah. But well, even their powers like reflect their personality. Like Dash is fast, he's a hyperactive te like kid the violet is shy she turns invisible and puts up walls around her socially like bob's supposed to be the rock that carries the family elastigirl you know is supposed to be the flexible wife type of thing the jack jack's figuring out his personality is developing like all this even the way they design the characters looks and stuff is it's now are the character does the character do the characters personalities affect their powers or do their powers affect their personalities oh. are, are are you just born with i don't know infinite powers like jack jack because it seems odd that they seem taken aback that he has so many powers but also you know are you just born with x power and then that's who you are or does it like show up at a certain point based on your personality you could have this power i don't know that's a whole theory for for the incredibles but we'll maybe <laughs> probably never discuss that again actually after this moment anyways uh, now, now yeah, I'm going to go back and watch uh, that movie again. Yeah, there you go. yeah. What were you going to say, Justin? I was just going to say you, you uh, look like you wanted to get in and say something. Oh, no, some I just, it, it, no. I, I don't have it nailed down on a sociological, psychological level. Like, it's a ton of fun. Syndrome was a great bad guy, you know, for sure. Um, he had uh, that super evil look to him. And, you know, it's kind of the classic uh, villain origin story of a guy who got spurned, you know, when he was younger, you know, now seeking. And there's just so many great scenes, like when he picks up the car and, and the baby, the, the, the kid, you know, on, on a tricycle or whatever is looking at him like, what the heck did I just see? So, um, yep. yeah, there's just there's so many great parts to that. To that yeah, movie. Yeah. Something that, that I'm movie. relating to as I as I get older is the scene where Mr. Incredible is fighting the 
Omnidroid in the lava for the first time. And it like grabs his arms and grabs his like feet and it starts to like pull apart and then it cracks his back and he's like, Oh, that feels way better. And then he uh it like sets it back in place and he's he's ready to go. And that that was funny. Uh and I'm like, Oh, starting to feel that a little bit. I thought you were gonna say though, the uh, monot- I thought you were gonna say the monotony of uh being stuck in a cubicle when you could be out punching bad guys. Mm. I thought that's yeah, that true. Really Sometimes I do want to throw my boss through like 14 pieces of drywall. <laughs> Uh, but then I realized I'm not physically capable and I go to prison for the rest of my life. Right. Anyways, number two for me, and this is where I think we're all going to have this either at this point or the next one, because I know it's on here somewhere for some for all of us. I got Lord of the Rings and I put the whole trilogy here because for me, they would go two, three, four in three, two, one order. Um, so that would have taken up 60% of my list and that would have been not very interesting to listen to. But uh lord of the rings i'm putting at number two there's just not enough time in the day or a week or a month to say all that there is to say about lord of the Rings. this is like the formative fantasy series for me i assume for you justin and for a lot of fantasy lovers throughout the decades and closing on maybe a century here in a couple of decades um lord of the it's just it's flawless i mean these movies won almost every oscar when they came out Return of the King did win everything it was nominated for. So if you want to, you know, talk about critically acclaimed movies, this is like the most critically acclaimed movie of all time. When 11 for 11 swept everything at the Oscars um, and is one of the few, I don't want to say few because there are more that are doing a better job nowadays, but one of the best uh, book to screen adaptations. Now there's still a lot missing because Lord of the Rings, if you've read it, there's a ton of stuff in there, mostly singing. That doesn't come up in uh, the movies, which, you know, some people, some purists might uh, miss out on that. But I think pretty much every decision that is made for Lord of the Rings in adapting it to the big screen was done well and makes the movies, in my opinion, a better experience than the books. I do love the books, but they are in some parts a slog to get through. I think Lord of the Rings and I, you know, I know we're all extended edition fans here as well. So there's a little bit of bloat. Uh, in those but even those extra scenes like add so much character to the overall story and you get extra time with you know like Eowyn or some other character that you may only get a couple scenes with in the original cut and everything about Lord of the Rings is just great the score I mean I could go on for days this like the sweeping vistas that you see as they're traveling across Middle Earth I mean the battles the speeches oh when talk about another scene that gets the hair on the back of your neck to stand up when Theoden is giving the speech to the riders right before they go into Minas Tirith and save the day. Well, they don't really save the day, but it seems like they're going to. Oh, and like Eowyn and Mary are in the in the back, nervous, but they know they 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 signed up for what they're here for. And oh, the king raises a sword, and they all yell death, and they run down the hill and they crash into the orcs. Like the look of fear on the orcs' face is just so good. The practical effects on all the costumes uh, still looks amazing 20 years later, which is crazy. Return of the King just hit its 20th anniversary of being in theaters earlier this year. And these movies still look way better than almost everything coming out now. There is, like I said, not enough time in the day. I've already been rambling for several minutes about Lord of the Rings. I'm sure you guys have stuff to add as well. So I'll just leave it at that. Lord of the Rings, tens across the board. I, I need to I need to hold back my comments because I, I'm I you're right I do have this on my list but not at number two so that kind of gives it away 
Um, I will so also I'll, I'll, I'll hold say... my thoughts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, dang. Just, yeah. That's, I, a, I that's interesting. Thing, I'm the only, I got Lord of the Rings inked on my body and I don't even have it number one. And you guys got it ringed higher than me. <laughs> yep. So it, my question though is what age were you guys when we, as your parents, let you first watch the Lord of the Rings? Uh, it was definitely because the if first PG 13 movie if, I ever saw. Yeah. If the first one came out it was in, two, well in 2000, 13. then obviously Justin old. So you had to wait yeah. a while to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I was probably eight or nine, realistically. Definitely well before 13, despite it being PG 13. So, yeah. So I would say um, if I messed up in the head, that's probably why we watched yeah. it. I don't know exactly yeah. well, when. I, I, I do know this. I know, I know that your mother and I watched the first one in Colorado, in Fort Collins, uh, watching that. Well, I, they came out at around Christmas time, right? So I think I think I'd seen it when it came out, but then we were in, in Fort Collins the next summer and we went to see it at the drive in or went to see it at the movie. And and I remember there were some people there who brought young, young kids. <clears throat> and I thought, man, they're not ready to see orcs and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. It it was it this is not okay for that age. But I also knew I was dying till you guys got to the point where I could feel comfortable putting you down in front of that movie mm-hmm. it, it, yeah i, I gotta stop because i'm gonna about to i'm about to go off on yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah, plenty more wait. to talk about yeah. it and i i know you guys both got a number one so let's just go through your number twos and then my number one and we'll leave some extra time yeah, to talk, about, to talk about it yeah <laughs> okay all right yeah. so my number two is the avengers and it's 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 probably not as good well i, I think it's definitely not as good a movie as infinity war and but i'll tell you why i liked it the most it's because it was the first time like the core heroes were brought together, you know, to fight. You know, you'd seen all the individual movies, you know, leading up to this. And it was the first time that they were all together. And I remember the anticipation. And this is a big part of why I, I love the Lord of the Rings movies and why I love so many of the MCU movies is just the anticipation of seeing this. Like I was so, so amped to see this movie. Um, just so excited to see iron man and hulk together like what is that going to be like and then they were together and and all these things and it was a great movie and the battle scenes were awesome and you get to revisit that movie obviously in infinity war i think it's or maybe just i forget yeah, but, in um, endgame mm-hmm. in endgame and and you see so you get to that's right when they go back to new york and and they're there watching hulk smash and then like new hulk is like oh boy that's kind of embarrassing you know as 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 he watches himself or or you know when when captain america sees himself and it's just the whole thing is just is just so great um the battle scenes are loki obviously is a bad guy in that movie and you know he's a hero now because he's he's in you know he's got his own show so you you love loki and um well, I haven't seen all of. It. I haven't. Seen I was gonna say you haven't even seen the, all of season two, no, so I can't I've, say anything. I've seen, but... <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen three episodes, so maybe he's not a hero, but he sure feels like it at this point in the where we're at in the in the series. And so you learn to love this guy, like he's a he's a great villain, but you end up kind of liking him, you know. Um, and uh, so anyway, the the Avengers, the first one, kind of kind of brought that first phase all together for me, and it really launched me absolutely. So that will always hold a little bit more of a special place in. My than Infinity War, even though those are probably better movies. You could pick them out of a hat as far as I'm But um, I think this first one still is a little bit special. Yeah, yeah. totally fair. I mean, I mean, franchise crossovers and stuff are very common, bringing in, you know, four different franchises all together. And yeah, when that third act hits and Hulk just turns around and punches the Leviathan straight into the, like, the, the, the road. Oh my goodness. Everything from then on. Like, there's some slow parts in the middle when they're, like, fixing the ship and everything. But when that third act hits... 
especially when it was the first time and you see them doing like their combo moves like iron man shoots his laser off of Cap's shield and he slings it in a circle like and you see the first hero shot when they you know, iron man's coming down and it goes in a circle and they're all like getting ready oh my goodness oh yeah it's baby. so good it's seen that it's in the so theaters for the first time blue mind and oh my goodness yeah that's a great pick great pick fantastic oh my goodness what do you got justin last number two here my number two is my number two was gonna be this is gonna sound weird this was gonna be between two different movies and so you think one would just be two and one would be three but i felt that i could only have one of these on here so i'm gonna say the one that i did not put on here that fell to my number six because you guys both cheated so i'm gonna here's gonna be my cheat to fell to number six is the dark knight and I think that movie is fantastic, but it fell just out of my top five because I feel like I, I felt like I couldn't have this movie and The Dark Knight both in it. But I think this is the best superhero movie ever made. And Steven just made, made a face so he knows what it is. Uh, Aquaman? Is no, this is, Lo- <laughs> this is Logan. Uh, Logan is the best superhero movie ever made. And I, I struggled with the idea of having three of my top five be superhero movies, but... Hey, that's okay, all we talk right, about just, anyways, baby. That's Who cares? all we talk about anyway. Uh, superhero movies and superhero shows. Logan is so good. It's so unbelievably good. Seeing this in theaters was, this is the only time I have ever cried in a movie theater, ever. And that includes like the snap, that includes everything. And I was sobbing at this movie. Um, Dad, you and I watched it at, uh, at home because we got the DVD especially after such a long run of like medium to okay x-men movies and wolverine had had a couple like well there are good x-men movies. i was a bad tub to okay <laughs> there are well, some co- like, like x2 wolverine, was good. origins wolverine especially well, that's what i'm bad. saying all, all of yeah. all of wolverine's like solo stuff especially was big time in there but pretty much bad especially compared to like the mcu which i know it was earlier but um and this one coming out and just being such a different vibe it's like almost a western but not really and it's like the the themes this movie are also crazy but you just see him at the edge of his strength wolverine he has almost no strength which obviously he can like beat up on regular people but he's old he's sick he can't do anything but he's still responsible for um professor x and he's just like kind of given up on life and uh what brings him back to reality and to life is this girl laura that he doesn't like but he feels a responsibility for, and it gives him the drive to try in life. And it gives him the, like, there's something to protect. There's something good in his life that he can still achieve, even at his, you know, advanced age and weakening skills, like deteriorating body and mind. Um, And so that just gives him the drive to continue to be strong. And the action, unbelievably good. in the movie. It's so brutal. Like, this could not have been a PG-13 movie and been good and being r-rated was exactly what it needed it's very bloody and that's what you need in a wolverine movie um the scene in the the casino hotel when professor x snaps and they're all frozen in time and he's just clawing his way through just like stabbing everyone through the face is so cool um and just like graphic on a level that you don't get in other superhero movies um and just like the way he learns to care for this girl that just like has her future ahead of her and has been tormented by pretty much the same people that tormented him. And he was never able to escape or outlive like his life as a living weapon, but like striving, he could never have done that for himself, for her and all the other kids that had been experimented on. It's so beautiful. There's such a good message to it. 
and like when at the end when he dies i was i was completely a mess in the theater um and no other movie that i've watched has given me that experience so logan is amazing um it's not something that i can just like throw on and watch at any point in time because of how heavy it is um but it's the perfect superhero movie there's not a single thing i would change about it and like i much prefer that to like the jokey quippy like recent marvel stuff which i love and has its own place but um this is the type of movie that's like superhero movies can be so much more than just like a light action comedy and um, yeah the dark knight gives me a lot of those vibes as well uh but this one i i prefer so logan's perfect and i struggle very much with the idea that they're bringing back hugh jackman in deadpool 3 because this was the perfect send-off and i'm excited but also i'm like this was the perfect send-off and it has me a little bit interested about that so sorry i've been talking for way too long but i love this movie it's amazing there's not a single thing i would change about it and um yeah nice i'm glad i saw it at the time i like yeah logan is is fantastic i agree with everything you said except for one i think this movie actually transcends the superhero genre logan is so damn good it is just a great like you said like a western like father figure type like father daughter movie and the main character just happens to be wolverine like it's not a superhero movie in any other sense other than that the main character like there are characters that have powers but the whole the movie is not predicated based on that like it's it's you summed it up beautifully i won't say too much more but man uh great pick uh i am surprised that you left dark knight off but um your logic made sense there too dark my number one i i struggled really hard to not put it on hey i i got uh, you know what before i say my number one i'll give some honorable mentions dark knight i consider putting up there but I think Dark Knight is ultimately just a very, very good superhero movie. It's probably in my top 10. It's also competing with The Batman, which came out more recently. That movie came way closer to The Dark Knight than I ever anticipated it. Um, I also might have Dune on this list. If you ask me if the part two had come out by now, I probably would have said Dune and it was good. Um, but now it's been delayed, so I can't really put just a part one on there. Um, part of me did want to put you know, like into the Spider Verse as well, but we're kind of waiting on the ending to that trilogy, which will affect my feelings towards the other two movies. Um, sneaky pick, I almost put U five seventy one in this list, and talk about a movie that made you cry, Justin. U five seventy one. Oh, when Trig drowns at the end, saving the whole crew. Oh, it's heart wrenching. He gives up everything and was like inches away from survival, but gave it all up. For the good of the squad and there's not anything more that can wet your tear ducts than that you know anyways those aren't on my number one spot my number one all time is if you know me this is no surprise it's the princess bride i talked i waxed poetic about lord of the rings being the perfect fantasy series and it is but so is princess bride and it's just one movie and it's so good <laughs> i know that this movie is not oscar winning or Golden Globe winning even probably. There is no movie that just makes me feel comforted, happy. Like you said earlier, Dad, about just going to movies to like be entertained and have a good time. Princess Bride is always a good time. It's got, you know, the the grandfather reading the story to his grandson in the beginning tells him all the stuff that's going to happen. And it's got, it's got everything. There's like swashbuckling, there's love, there's, you know, uh, there's twists of like, uh, fate and betrayal there's like sword fighting there's pirates there's giants there's poisons there's it's so interesting there's everything going on it's got the right amount of 
like 80s 90s level of effects and like costume where you can that you can just tell from watching it what era it was made in and that to me is a comfort um there are just certain movies that you like like we've talked about before like remind you of certain times in your life um because you watched it a lot when you were that age or something like that and i think princess bride is just a perfect time capsule of like 80s fantasy movies um man it's so good it's endlessly quotable like the you know it's a they fall in love at the end even though buttercup is a total dingus like they were in love in the beginning and she like still takes him back at the end even though he did literally everything for her i won't get i won't argue about wesley and buttercup but um princess bride fantastic r.i.p andre the giant that's a great pick truly your intellect is dizzying wait till i get going that whole scene between wesley and vicini (laughs) is so good yeah this might be the single most quotable movie of all time Maybe Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but or oh, uh, I, I almost forgot good. another uh, honorable mention. I was gonna put Naked Gun or Airplane in my top ten, but yeah. I <laughs> those are endlessly quotable. I'll tell you what, uh, yeah. but I I couldn't bring myself to put any other comedy other than that thing you do in my top five. So that's my Where's top. That's my list. My right list here, goes Frank. Belfast, yeah. uh, that thing you do at number four, Infinity War, Endgame, Tide at number three, all of Lord of the Rings, not The Hobbit at number two, and princess bride at number one and now you guys can talk about lord of the rings because we already know that that's what your number one is so yeah so justin we, we can just agree yep. that these are both of our number ones right oh yeah but i do i am sure. interested though yeah there was never a question about about this being number mm-hmm. one but i do have a question if you just had to pick one of them like if you're only allowed one movie per franchise what would you put as your number one out oh of three? boy this is really really hard um man it, it wouldn't be two towers um mm-hmm. which was which was an all-time great movie all by itself mm-hmm. but i think Consistent with my view of Avengers, I think I think you know the the first one I think is probably it only because it introduced us to this whole world and these characters. Though I will say I think Return of the King was a better movie, and um, and I I think at the end of the day Correct. I liked that one better, <laughs> and because it had it had it had what I think is the best scene I've ever seen in a movie of all time, <clears throat> and Stephen, you referred to it already which is the ride of the Roharam into Minas Tirith mm-hmm. across the Pelennor. Um, you know, when, when he says, you know, it's a sore day, a red day, yeah, the sun rises, and everybody like, yeah, death, and then he's clanking the swords. And all I can think mm-hmm. about when they zoom out and then you see like 5,000 of these guys is, you know, two dudes in the back like, hey, he's saying something. And I, I don't know. I can't, I can't hear a word he's saying. <laughs> but everyone seems excited about it, so uh-huh. let's go. You know, but, but um. Just, just the, just the anticipation. Like in the extended version, you see Gandalf and the Nazgul are, you know, the Witch King are, are going at it, and Gandalf's losing, which you didn't, you didn't get in the the theatrical release of the movie. You got that in the extended, you know, directors, because, um, and that was important because at that point when it looked like Gandalf was about to be vanquished, then you hear the horn, you know, you hear the horns blow of Gondor, and mm-hmm. and then the Nazgul, like the the Witch King, leaves. Right. Um, and so Gandalf's life is saved at that point. Um, but when, when you see when you sit there and you see like the the golden, you know, sun and and these just rows of horsemen and it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. It's, it's a thousand times better than when Aomer comes to rescue um, Theoden and help. Oh, well, I was about um, to bring was, that scene up. You're going to discredit yeah. that scene. No, it's, it's so that, good. It, it's a great it's a it's a great scene. It's a totally great scene, but this one was that much better. That yeah. much better. It it was so great. 
anyway um, when aragorn looks to the rising sun on the third day and gandalf's there and he's like oh Thaden king stands alone and then aomer rolls up with like all these dudes and, yeah not alone rohim and then yep. they ride down like this impossibly steep cliff which looks like it's going yeah. backwards how steep it is yeah oh that's so yeah. good but you're right it kind of doesn't yeah. hold a candle to the scene in return it's so much better <laughs> Yeah, so Thaden could have worked on his tactics him. a little bit, though. He's like, oh, all these giant, you know, six-sort-tall elephants. Let's just charge them head-on, not even, like, go around the yes, back or anything. that was a mistake. Just ride around <laughs> them and get them up. from behind. He you was know, panicking. Totally. It's such a thick scene, though. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say Return of the King. I'm a sucker for action. And yeah. the Siege of Minutes Tirith is just so epic. Like, I mean, the Siege of Helm's Deep might be, like, technically better. But mm-hmm. the Siege of Minas Tirith, you're just especially at the end when they got the trolls just like banging on the second level gate you feel like you're like i know they're gonna win but you feel hopeless and um there's so many good scenes in these movies like this would have been one two three for me um i'm so bummed like what i was talking about uh how happy i was getting to see infinity war in theaters at the perfect age i'm so bummed to not get to see Mm -hmm. lord of the rings in theater on release weekend because I, I don't know, but the, I can't imagine how epic that must have been. So, Dad, I'm very jealous of you, and I'm definitely going to rub it in my kids' faces about Infinity War, and I'm sure there'll be something that comes out like you know, later that I'll get to see that they'll also appreciate and whatever, but I'm, I'm so bummed that I didn't get to see it in theaters when they came out. I know they did so like here, so here's a release but... Yeah, here's a question for you on that point, then. So, um, is it that you really wish you could have seen it when it first came out in the theater, or you wish you could see it in a theater? When it first came out without having like already okay. seen it. And then because now if I yeah. see it in a theater, it's like I've already seen it, which it's still epic, but it's not quite the same. Like when you see something for the first time yeah. in a theater, there's something you can't match about that. But yeah, this these movies are amazing. Like just the endless displays of heroism are so cool. Um, the amount of like self-sacrifice that especially Frodo and Sam go through. Um, like the the moment for me that hits the hardest in the whole series is in the first one when they're all arguing at uh the council of elrond and you know they're all all the people are like yelling at each other and stuff and frodo just starts slowly walking towards like the party and gandalf turns and looks at him and he's like i'll do it or i'll take it and then gandalf just like closes his eyes like shoot i'd never meant for this poor kid in his eyes to get involved in this really and like all these mighty warriors from all these different races and parts of the world that have seen countless battles. And it's like the one little hobbit steps up in the midst of it to take it um, and just make the ultimate sacrifice play. Is like that scene gives me chills every time, especially Gandalf's reaction, like knowing what Frodo's about to give up. Um, and like Frodo can be a bit annoying when he's corrupted later, but like it totally makes sense. And then we get to see Sam shine and Sam might be the greatest movie character or fictional character in all of everything ever the history. Goat. And I don't yep. think anyone disagrees with that. So no, I like, totally Sam agree. is a, an absolute legend. And um, and obviously this story just has defined modern fantasy and just fiction in the last, you know, 80 years, whenever since it came out. So this movie or this trilogy is unmatched. And uh, yeah, and Amazon's trying to bring it back. And it's just like, nah, you don't have the magic the way that the, peter jackson did like seeing the behind the scenes and the love that went into this like they spent years on pre-production like they were literally had teams of people hand making the mail like the armor chain mail 
for the soldiers. Now they just throw the actors in screen room, slap together CGI. They're not even like in nature and stuff. And like the amount of love that went into the Lord of the Rings, um, like building all of the castles as miniatures to like put as much detail into them as possible. And like, it feels like a real lived in world of such an epic scale um, that I, I mean, if they release seven hour versions of the movies, I would watch them and they'd be amazing. So my only complaint is that the extended versions are not long enough. Because so. <laughs> I want to spend as much time in the yeah, and- as I can. So and, and you've had the benefit of actually being in New Zealand. Yeah, pretty seeing cool. Hobbiton was probably, well, other than my wedding day. Let me get that in there first. Seeing Hobbiton was probably the peak of my life. So, uh, <laughs> hey, in a couple yeah, years no down much. the line, when we get further removed from your wedding, you can admit that Hobbiton was better. Oh, you can admit no, no. it. I'll say had to get further away from the, best days the ever. date. Yeah. yeah, no, it was uh, it was so cool though, getting to see that. I'm like, yeah. It was it was awesome. So, yeah, everything about the everything about the movie was great. It had tons of of good humor in it. Um, the friendship between Legolas and Gimli, you know, amazing. You know, Sam, you you hit that out of the park. The greatest character with the greatest character, you know, of like anybody. You know, don't turn me into anything unnatural. You know, he uh, forget about that when he just, carries Frodo up the mountain. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. He said, that I can't doesn't carry get you ring, pumped I can up. Carry you? Yeah, no, oh. for sure. Like I'd run through a wall for Sam. Like no problem. I would run through. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! I, Samwise Gamgee. I don't know how uh, Sean Aston wasn't able to motivate his own team as Rudy. He just should have pulled out yeah. some Lord of the Rings lines. Although I guess Rudy came out before him. <laughs> Anyways, right. he should have known right. he was going to play Sam and use right. some of that right. dialogue. Right. So, you know, and the, the battle scenes were just absolutely epic. And and I'm sure that, like, the, the computer-generated stuff of, like, the Army of the Dead, you know, it, it, that could be done better today, 20-plus um, years later. But it even now, it looks great, you know, for sure. Um, it looks really, really good. And uh, there's just so many great things about these movies. They they It's going to be really, really hard for me to ever envision, you know, for the rest of my life, a movie or movie series that that will be better than this. Um, I would imagine at some point in cinema history they will redo, it. and they'll probably be good because this is the, this is the one. Well, I say this, and The Hobbit came out, but this is the one franchise that you would like to think that a filmmaker would want to do justice to. You know, out of respect for Tolkien, <clears throat> out of respect for what Peter Jackson pulled off. So, if there's ever going to be a remake, you would think it's going to be excellent, but. I don't know, man. This is so, yeah. so ridiculously good on every level. It's um, like it's you know, there are certain movies, and I guess maybe all of them on my list are of this is part of why they're on my list. But you know, Steve, you mentioned earlier about how you, you flip on a TV and the movie's on, and you're just immediately sucked into it. Whatever it is you were doing is now over with, and you're in this. You know, one of the movies that's that way for me is Predator, the, the first mm, Predator movie. That's a good is one just, too. It, you know, it, it's just so good. And and um, there's no critically acclaimed awards for that movie, but I just... That's I just not like true. It has the Oscar time. award for most manliest handshake of all time. <laughs> I guess so. But it, but it was just like, you know, that there are just certain movies. And Lord of the Rings is that if, if it's ever on... Mm-hmm. And, and there was just a stretch when it was on like every week on some channel. And so oh, yeah. I would I would just instantly be watching, instantly be watching it. And so I'd had to like not watch tv because if i knew it was on i would just be watching way too much tv and mm-hmm. um the reason i asked i can hear mom earlier, yelling Justin, at you for that now yeah yeah <laughs> the reason i the reason i asked you about seeing the theater because one of the things we ought to do is invite the family and rent out a theater and have them show us lord of the rings like, like that would be awesome they'll do that 
you know, you pay, you pay 60 bucks or a hundred bucks to rent out the theater and um, you, they'll show whatever movie you want. Cause you own the theater for X amount of time. Like, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be to see it in yeah. the theater? I, 100%. Uh, I've thought about doing that in the past, but me and my buddies have talked about doing it so that we can play video games on you know, movie theaters <laughs> and screen. Speaking of video games, but, but Return, Return of the King, one of the best PlayStation games ever made. Yes. We, well, we already... well, more than that, Justin. I'll oh, go for it, Dad. Sorry, okay. go for it. No, no I was say just, just this. One, one of the other things that's true about this is that Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth is also the greatest computer game I've ever played in my life. So the movie franchise, the, yeah. it's one of the greatest books I've ever read. It's the greatest movies I've ever seen. And it's the best video game I've ever played. So it's got, it covers all the base. Yeah. yeah. The, now, all I was going to say is that um, I already do. I'm sure you guys, you know, Justin, you might, I know that movie marathons uh, at the parents' house are not real uh, unless you or I are there. But um, we, I know that me, my roommates and I, we do a marathon day every single year. Last year it was on New Year's Day. We're still scheduling it for this year. But we, uh, we sit down 8 a.m., pop on the fellowship and we are there on the couch all day watching the extended editions start to finish uh only pausing for bathroom breaks and food breaks and that's kind of just in between whenever the discs end so i'm i'm down to, to rent out a theater but we gotta we gotta get uh like a dolby or imax we can't be doing can't be doing no uh regular jones theater yeah no that'd be so much fun i would love to do that I mean, it, it wouldn't be the same as seeing it for the first time, but it, it would be so epic and getting like the surround sound for the battle scenes and everything like that. Yeah. So I, this franchise and this franchise just permeates everything. Like every movie I watch, every show that I watch, every book that I read, every, especially book to movie adaptation is measured against this as the gold standard. And mm -hmm. Realistically, I think a lot of my standards for specifically book to movie adaptations is just unfair because compared to this, everything's going to be not as good. And they did such an amazing job. It's not scene for scene. They changed a lot, a lot more than you realize when you go and read the books, but they kept the heart of it. They kept the heart of the characters. They kept like the overall message, I suppose, um, and like the epic moments from the books in such an awesome way that just like it can't be replicated. And I hope they never remake these. I know that eventually they will. Um, and like, they'll say it's to like update with new CGI and stuff, but I, I hope they never do. And I, I hope that the Tolkien estate holds on to these and maybe they get like a remastered where they redo or update the CGI or something. Um, but I mean, eventually they will. And I just, I hope it's good, but um I mean, nothing, nothing is going to outdo these originals. And we've gone this whole time without even talking about Andy Serkis as Gollum as like, oh, yeah. probably the best portrayed like CG character of all time. And he star that started like mocap pretty much was Gollum. And it was pretty revolutionary at the time. And now like every single movie uses it. Um, and Andy Serkis just absolutely kills it as Gollum, who's one of the best characters ever made, which we could say that about so many characters in these movies um but yeah middle earth is a place that is just there's so much magic in it and so much joy even though it's like a pretty horrible place i wouldn't actually want to live there um but just like going there steve when you talked about being in like a comfort place with the princess bride like that's just middle earth to me and and nothing's well, like hobbiton that. and like the shire and rivendell yeah i'm not trying to go hang out in the, the dead marshes you know no no definitely not <laughs> um but 
yeah and part of that was what made the hobbit disappointing later and you know we don't have to touch on that too much but lord of the rings will never well i hope it gets surpassed at some point but like you said that i don't i don't envision what would pod, possibly do that i'm just stumbling over my hey, words I'm you know so what could potentially do this, it for so... you just i'm gonna throw this out there and you tell me if i'm wrong a one piece movie they had they've made one of them just not live action i know a good not <laughs> a good one movies. a good live action yeah. I you're talking think, about adaptations i uh what, what i, I think about that immediately i think that a proper well done wheel of time movie series 14 books 14 movies could surpass it but not the way that it's been portrayed up till mm. now and i i think there's just too much you know executive interference in movies now like it's all about money like i think a lot of the heart of the art of movie making has been lost and i think everyone kind of feels that to a degree so it's like they came out at a perfect time when the technology was just right with the perfect creative team and yeah these movies are iconic and will be forever well let me use your last uh, point here to segue us back around so we can wrap it up uh you talked about all the you know love and dedication and care that goes into a, a film and that's why tom cruise before his movies has like a preface saying we put so much hard work into this i hope you love it just like he did for Top Gun Maverick, which was fourth on Dad's list, I'm bringing it all the way back. Uh, wrong. That beginning. was that was Dad's uh, honorable mention, dude. What are you talking about? Wait, no, yep, number six. Oh, Maverick. I thought that you <laughs> was fifth. I'm not paying attention as much as I thought. Honorable oh mention, Top Gun Maverick. That is the beginning. Then it even worked out because you honorable mentioned it before you even said your fifth one. What? I'm You're gonna slide one honorable mention in here. Oh boy, this would have been the only comedy that I put on. Tropic Tucker Thunder. and Dale vs. Evil. I'm predicting Tucker it. and Dale vs. Evil. Legitimately, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. If you have not seen this movie, this is probably the worst, greatest movie of all time. It's so good. Just go watch it. Just watch it. I'm not going to say anything about it, but watch it. But Tropic Thunder is the best comedy of all time. Uh, Super Bad is a tight second, but uh, Tropic Thunder is number one. It was like number seven on my list after The Dark Knight in the top five, but uh, didn't didn't make it on obviously. So yeah, I just wanted to sneak that in there. We probably could have made a whole video of just honorable mentions. So, Steve, did you see uh, the casting news? They're casting Kirk Lazarus as um, Kang in place of Jonathan Majors. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be wild. Man, uh, I do hope that uh, there are some more movies coming out soon that make their way onto our list. I think, I mean, despite it being an honorable mention, Top Gun Maverick is the most recent movie uh, to come on here. Belfast was slightly before that. Um, and I'm hoping Dune 2 delivers. I know we've been hyping this movie up for a long time. I'm excited for it. And part, if part one's any indication, part two should be a slam dunk as well. But I'm still just waiting on, on that to be final. But I think that's going to wrap it up. We've been kind of rambling on for a lot longer here at the end about mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings, but it totally deserves it. Um, yeah, anything else you want to before we, before we wrap up our top five lists here? I'm just going to say, this will be quick. I hope in five years that these are not my top five. I hope that five movies come out that I enjoy much more than these because these are amazing all-timers for me. But I hope that awesome movies just keep coming out and ones that are going to be so good and so fun to watch that they bump these out. And if that's the case, I'll be a very happy man in five years. But with a couple of them, I will be a hard uh, task. Noted. Dad, anything to add? Uh, uh, yeah, here's, I just want to say this. I love doing this with you guys. It's you know, so much fun for me to get to hang out with you boys and to talk about stuff that we all enjoy together and just reminiscing about some of the stuff we've done together and some of the, the films. And I guess, I mean, I guess it's true that 
what we put on in the house, you know, the books we read, the movies we saw, you know, whatever influenced you guys in some way. But at the end of the day, you guys are your own people and you like what you like. And, and obviously there are certain things that, that you like that I'm not as big a fan of or vice versa, but it's fun that we, we have so many things that we share that we, that we all love together. And Justin, I think you said this earlier that, that I think a great big part of what makes these enjoyable for me is how much they're enjoyable for you and how much they're enjoyable for us all together. So yes, like I, I, I love certain movies and I'll watch them by myself and I'll get joy out of it. But being able to sit, you know, with you guys and watch these movies um, and to enjoy them together is so much better. You know, it's so much better. And uh, so that, I think that for me, the best part of all of this is being able to talk with you guys about it, being able to kind of relive this stuff together and, and just enjoy them as a group, not just enjoying it. So thanks for having me on. This is a total blast for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Along those thanks similar lines, like just to hop on Lord of the Rings or quickly again, I think maybe the best Christmas gift even to today that I've ever gotten, like not that I use the most, but especially at the time was when you guys got me the Lord of the Rings Risk, the trilogy edition, the ever elusive, which now is like always in print and not that expensive, but at the time right. was like impossible to find um like getting that and we played that thing to death and we played like the original version before the trilogy to death and dad you spending so much time like making games and especially like the lord of the rings ones again do that together that's definitely a big part of why that franchise is also forever embedded in my head so those are some of my like core memories from my childhood and uh yeah did doing stuff like that together was just so awesome and really made childhood a great time and now i'm just sad and I'm not sad. I'm just miserly and grumpy. And I was going to say, dang, world. dude, you're ending this on a down note. It's going to be the first time no, we I'm just, at the end of a podcast. For I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, but no, it, it was, it's awesome. And I mean, that's p- part of why some of these are going to be so hard to top because they just go back to like a time mm-hmm. in, when you're younger in life and you always, you know, look back on it fondly and stuff. But yeah, it was so fun having you on dad. We're definitely going to have to do it again. And like actually again, not just a, oh, we'll hang out again and do it again and then let it go. But maybe we'll yeah, have to do sure. like our top five TV shows or something at that at some point or or books sure. or music albums could be interesting because I'm sure you'd have a much different perspective on that than us. Um, <laughs> music albums will be that. wild. We have never talked about music. <laughs> I keep asking, sort of bro, capacity. and you keep saying no because you don't <laughs> listen to any of music I send you. So that's that's totally that just listening to what you send me and like reviewing critically music is two different things what am i gonna say i just i I like this i think music albums would be great at least movies i can like say somewhat objective things about the you know quality of the movie music i have no idea like does it sound good sure okay (laughs) i think that'd be fun so we'll put a pin in that one it's going up on the idea i'll say if we we do that one and i'm included you, you guys will come up with certain music albums that I, I've never even heard of. So, <laughs> yep. so I'll be like, okay, sounds great. To the me. soundtrack to that thing you do, the soundtrack to Lord of the Rings, the soundtrack, Guardians of the uh, soundtrack to Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pirates won the Curse of the Black Pearl was on my short list for today as well. I also considered putting that quite, up there. Yeah. It was very that close. That movie's all time too. But all right, well, we keep dragging it out. Yes. Thanks for hopping on, Dad. This is super fun and we definitely will have to have you on again and uh you are uh an author right do you want to give a quick plug to our six fans maybe they'll go check it out uh you just published <laughs> something this year right you want to just give a quick uh, plug on it sure uh it's called the book 
that came out uh, this past fall called 53rd Man. It's about life in the NFL, guys trying to just make it in the league. And it features one player in particular that I've, that I've known for a long time named Jeremy Davis, who was a UConn star and carved out a five, six-year NFL career, um, you know, always on the fringes, which is great. And one of the other guys that features a guy named Matthew Slater, who's a, a star with the Patriots. So if you like football, you like sports, this is a pretty pretty fun book to uh, to check out. You can get it on Amazon or johnvampatella.com. Awesome. And we'll throw the links to that in the uh, the Spotify description. So oh, yeah. just click there. And and is it, it's not too late to get it for Christmas. Well, this episode is going to be up after Christmas probably because we do not have time to edit it. It's not too late to get it for next Christmas. 2024. Right. Christmas. Yeah. Plenty of time to get it for next Christmas. Or any Christmas in the future. Assuming we don't devolve as a planet into nuclear winter by that point. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for our top five all-time list. Thank you for listening. hope you... Actually, I was going to say something about hope you liked our opinion, but I don't really care because it's all you know subjective here. We're just saying what yep. we like the best. So yep. hope you listened uh, and we will catch you in the next one. We'll be back next, in the new in year. Episode 51. Yeah. Crazy. Peace. Peace.